everybody, welcome to episode 90 of Literary Disco, Librarian Crime Fighter. Today is all about our new librarian friend from the New York Public Library, Gwen. Gwen joined us for an interview to discuss her incredible job as a professional book recommender. I am actor and filmmaker Ryder Strong, and joining me in a moment will be my usual co-hosts, novelist and critic Todd Goldberg, and essayist and radio personality Julia Pistel. Take it away, Julia. Gwen, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us what your amazing job is and why you are here today. Aw, hi. It's so exciting to be here. Thank you for having me on. Um, this is my first podcast experience and I'm a little nervous, so I'm going to try to calm down. But, um... Don't be don't be nervous. You know, a, a lot of people feel like, oh, they're seeing me in person for the first time on the podcast. They're they're surprised by how handsome I am. But don't let that. I am. Don't let that I mean, be a I'm thing. blown away. Like I'm just kind of speechless with it, really. <laughs> well, with Todd with his mood lighting, and wait till he brings out his like fancy dogs. It's gonna get crazy. Well, <laughs> awesome. Well, not a, not a euphemism. Really cool headphones on. No you all do, have, yeah. like, professional, like, DJ headphones on. <laughs> I work at, uh, I work at the, at a strip club in town. I'm a DJ Todd G. Gwen to the main stage. Gwen awesome. to the main stage. Todd is always really well behaved when we have guests on. Do you ever notice that, Ryder? How, how much kinder and gentler he is? <laughs> so smart, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Gwen is here uh, because she she contacted us um, from the New York Public Library, um, and you were a fan of the show, right, Gwen? I am. I'm a longtime fan and a first-time caller. Um, but yeah, <laughs> no, I've been listening. I've been listening to the show for a long time, actually. Like it was, I, I think I told Julia this earlier too, but it was like in a time when I had just moved and I had this really little baby and I listened to like, I don't know, probably your first 30 episodes all in one row. I like binge listened to your podcast. Oh, so. oh my God. It was great. Wow. Do you have- it felt like having my pals with me talking about books. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we strive for. Did you have a favorite episode that made you want to contact us? Well, you know, the Animorphs episode is really what inspired the books <laughs> that I oh, that I recommended that you read, which I, I think I'm getting ahead of myself. And also, I didn't introduce myself. I'm sorry. So I'm Gwen. I am the recommendations editor at the New York Public Library um, in our reader services department. Which means what exactly? So it means basically that I have the coolest job in the world, that I can't believe it exists, let alone that I have this job. Um, but it is, it's a lot of talking about books and recommending books and helping librarians in the system recommend good books and do good sort of patron interactions um, to talk about books and help people find the next book that they should read. So, okay, um, you get to work, it's nine o'clock in the morning, what happens? Um... Puppies and unicorns fall from the ceiling. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty great. Free books like rain down on your head, which actually that is kind of true. Free books do sort of like appear out of nowhere. (laughs) Yeah, it's that part of it is really great. Um, But so, so what do we do? So we do some trainings in the branches. Uh, New York Public Library has 92 branches. And so we go around and yeah, it's pretty amazing. Um, and we go around and talk to the librarians and the library staff members and the branches and talk to them about writing those little, you know, those little shelf talker cards that you see in like mm-hmm. a wine store at the Strand or something. Um, so we're starting to do those in the library. Um, and oh, so, which cool. is really fun. Right? Isn't it fun? What? 
Yeah, what why why haven't libraries been doing that forever? I don't know. They should have been doing them forever, right? Because yeah. they're it's a total natural fit. Yeah, I'm not sure why not. Yeah. I yeah. will buy this is a side note. I will buy anything off the recommendation of a shelf talker. I mean like I will <laughs> uh, it's it's the ultimate. If I'm in a store, I was just in um, Austin, Texas, and they have an amazing bookstore there. Oh, um, Book People. That place is fantastic. Yeah. And they have so many shelf talkers. There's like four of them on every single shelf. And I was in total overload because it was like, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know where to turn. There was I would have had to buy like 5,000 books just to get out of there. I think they have like 300,000 titles in the store. Can I just say, I I had the best pancake of my life at a restaurant across the street from Book People. Just want to let y'all know that. This seems off topic. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know know if that has anything to do. I swear to God, it was the best pancake I've ever had in my entire life. It was blueberry, (laughs) and it was the size of my head. Food and music. You know, these are the two things that Todd just decides enter every conversation. Like, well, you know, that reminds Look, me of I'm this just song. saying, or this, people this sometimes, this sometimes people are interested in like, hey, song. oh, I'm, I'm going to go buy a book. Where can I get a, a fucking fantastic pancake? Well, I'm going to tell you. It's at the <laughs> counter cafe across from book people. Good to know. I'm sorry. Yeah. Great. Sorry, Gwen. That's <laughs> all right. Now I know about blueberry pancakes. Now I kind of yeah. want one. Yeah. See? Someone so you do trainings and you do shelf talkers. What right, else? right. And so, well, the shelf talkers are actually kind of like a little microcosm of all of the stuff we're doing because we're trying to match people with the books that they want to read, right? So we do lots of blog mm-hmm. posts. Um, we do these sort of collaborative blog posts where a whole lot of different librarians um, will answer a question. So like the one that we have coming up is like about dysfunctional family functions coming up before Thanksgiving. Ooh. So it's like people recommend oh. books that they read that have some kind of, they're on some kind of theme and we try to be sort of lighthearted about it sometimes. And then other times we take it really seriously. Um, oh, so cool we do that? those. Yeah. Right. It's fun. So like ha- before you had this job, did, do you like, do you have a degree in library science or were you just like a, 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 a voracious book reader? Uh, both. I do have a degree in library science and it's funny because I was last weekend, I was with a large group of people whom I did not know. And I got the, you have to go to school to be a librarian like four or five times. Oh my God. And I got, wait, there are still librarians twice. And I was like, (gasps) wow, really? Seriously? So, so how did you get this specific job? So you had this degree in library science how do you get this mm-hmm. badass job where you go around recommending stuff? How are you not the the dour person sitting behind the counter judging us as we walk through? Shushing. Yeah. Well, I am judging okay, you. Okay, good. Um, no, I'm not. No, that's actually part of, part of our whole thing is that there are no bad books. There are no, there's no bad anything. It's always just like finding the right reader. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I don't, I really, truly, I just lucked out with this job. I wasn't really looking. I was, I was working at Cornell for six years seven years um in their library communications department and i wasn't i was working remotely i wasn't really looking for anything new and this just came up and it looked amazing and i was like well i might as well apply and then it happened so it's a terrible story it's like totally not repeatable for anybody or (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna be part of a a new uh, moth-like podcast of stories that don't matter to you <laughs> I, I, find it, I find it the exact opposite. I actually find it incredibly inspiring that somebody could just like 
find you know through a pretty boring way one of the coolest jobs yeah. in the world like oh uh, yeah it's like the dream yes. you have the right degree and then you find the job that is exactly what you want to do that's yeah so yeah thanks it is really good so for all those kids out there go get your library degree do it cheaply if you possibly can um but it can lead to really good did you have a moment as a kid where some librarian really inspired you is i mean was because this is not a job you just fall into um this was my second career so i was a journalist first um and i Mm. really I think was not a great journalist. (laughs) I didn't really have the stomach for it. Um, I was a political journalist in Washington, DC. And I, yeah. And in, in the end of 2007, beginning of 2008, I could not stomach the idea of heading into another election season. It made me want to die. And so I realized that I really needed a new career and I needed something different to do. And I was kind of, and it, it was actually, this, this is a better story. So it was funny. I was on vacation randomly with a friend of a friend who was a librarian. And I said, how do you become a librarian? And after spending the weekend with this person, I was like, it is insane that I'm not a librarian. Like, how did this not happen? <laughs> and so, how am exactly. I not a librarian? Am I a librarian? Was she like, was it like Spider-Man? Like she bit you and you're like, it must be. Maybe, <laughs> Maybe in my sleep or something. <laughs> I always wondered what this mark was here. <laughs> I want to know, now I'm from the New York area, and Ryder has lived there too, and I want to know in general what it's like to work at the New York Public Library, which in my mind is unequivocally the best library in the world. I mean, when I came up to meet you, just like walking up the steps, past the lions, up all the beautiful staircases to your job, it was just, you know, it's so meaningful. It's such a meaningful place to so many people. So do you still feel that, or is it just like going to the office? You know, I feel it when I see it through other people's eyes. Like that day that you were there, I totally Mm -hmm. was like, yeah, this is a really cool place to work. And I've only been there for like five months or six months now. And so it, I do still feel it a lot. There are people like my, my closest colleague has been there for a really long time for like 13 years or something. And I think she totally doesn't feel it anymore. So maybe if I'm there that long, I won't either, but it is, it's a pretty cool place to work. Awesome. It's very pretty. And the free books don't hurt either. I have some book recommendation questions because I was really, I I mean, I want to hear, and I'm sure Todd and Ryder do too, how you go through the process in your mind of recommending books. Um, Because I'm sure after a while you're going to, you want to avoid obviously recommending the same probably 100 or 200 books that you know really well. And I noticed that when you recommended books to us off the clasp, which was, the recommendations were great, but they were all very different. So some were very similar to the book, some were historically related, and some were tonally very different, but on similar subject matter, almost as if someone had read the book, not liked it and wish it were something else, you were able to like send them in that direction too. So is that deliberate or were you just kind of like grasping for whatever was related? Um, no, that is still, I'm so glad you noticed that makes me feel so good. Um, but yeah, there, so there's a couple different ways to kind of do it. And I was lucky with you guys because I got to do more than just a couple often, like another one of the things that we do, um, from our office is these Twitter open office hours where people can just tweet at us about a book that they liked and then we'll tweet back three recommendations. Um, and so that's a lot harder because you're not going on a lot of information, Um, and you're only giving three recommendations, so it's it's much trickier. Yeah. But the the kind of best way to do a regular recommendation is to listen to the way the person is talking about the book, the last book that they read that they liked, 
And if you mm-hmm. listen to sort of some of the clues in what they're saying, you can kind of get a feel for what um, Nancy Pearl, who's like the queen of book recommendations, like the beginner of it all. Have you heard of her? I never know how famous she really is. No, is who is she? <laughs> she sounds like a, she... a librarian yeah, legend this... that no one else has ever all, heard all of. All she the, is. All of a sudden, I was like Gordon Roadhouse, and it's like, he's the most famous bouncer in the world. <laughs> So she is a librarian in King County in Seattle, or near Seattle, I guess. Um, And she is kind of the person who made up this whole rubric about how you can make good book recommendations. And so, and if you Google, she has a really good TED Talk. If you ever want to, like, see her very basic thing, just go and Google her name. And she's awesome. And I actually was lucky enough in grad school to take a class with her for a week, um, which totally, like, completely seriously changed my life. But anyway, the... um, the the doorways. <laughs> I, I, what, just, I'm just fascinated by this. <laughs> Jedi librarian. This Jedi librarian. Oh, that's a perfect word for her. That's it. That's the perfect word. She's the total Jedi librarian, completely. Um, and okay, she made I'm sorry, up, go ahead. So no, that's okay. She just made up this thing about gateways, so that there's like gateways into a book, and it's like story, character, language, and setting, and so you can get a lot about what a person likes about a book by just listening to the way they talk about it. So if you were describing um, the Da Vinci Code to me, and all you said was, oh my god, it was so cool learning about ancient Rome. Is that where that's at? I think Rome? Something. And it was so cool because I felt like I was there, and it was awesome. When you're trying to make a recommendation to that person, you know that they don't they're not they weren't super into the mystery aspect of it and they didn't really care about the characters but what they really loved was the setting so you would try to recommend a book that has a similar setting or that's also really setting based or something like that mm-hmm. um and so that's what we're trying to do with our recommendations too so for something like the class i got to do a lot of that stuff where i got to sort of take like okay here's the setting of it and here's something different and then here is i know that it's like paced this way and so here's another book that's paced this way and so that's what i was kind of thinking about well, the the one selection you made based on the class that I would have never made the leap to, but which is completely apt as being 180 degrees opposite, but totally related, is "Await Your Reply" by Dan Sean. Uh huh. And when I think I think when yeah. Julia said it on the show, I was like, oh, "Yes! Oh my god!" I mean, it's. It, it's 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 like the bizarro world. The clasp is a way you reply by Dan. <laughs> I bought Sean. it because of that recommendation. It's now sitting. Oh, it's on my two. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad. I mean, I love and that Dan Sean's just a, he's a genius uh, mm-hmm. in general. But in specific, that that you make that leap in recommendations is cool because you're. It, it's sort of a um, a granular decision. Like, oh, it's a group of friends from school who go on. An adventure, kind of, except that uh-huh. it's a right. horrific right. adventure. In a way, you reply, <laughs> right? Um, adventure, yeah. It, it, it's, yeah. A, it's an adventure in the sense that there's no adventure. Um, <laughs> well, I'm totally reminded of Pandora, you <laughs> Thank know. You. And like, I remember when I first heard about the the how you know because Pandora was I, I'm, I'm assuming it's still done by humans, like people listening to mm-hmm. songs and then breaking them down. And I remember the first time like I ever tried Pandora where I typed in a song I liked and then it described the song like in technical terms <laughs> yeah. and it was like what that's not what I like about it but then it was like no that's exactly what I like about it but you know I didn't realize <laughs> that like 
oh, a, you know, gritty male voice with a syncopated blah, <laughs> yeah. blah, blah, and a acoustic bit. You know, right. I was like, oh, wow, that is exactly what I do like. You know, repetitive this, right. interesting. Uh, you know, there were all these terms that I never would have been able to, to, to say myself about the music that I like, but that was perfectly described for me. And, uh, yeah, I think that's such a cool... Yeah. And what I love about what you do is that it's... It's a human's job. Like only a human yeah. can do it, you know. As and, yeah. and especially with books, because like I feel like on music now we do have these like recommend you know matrices that we can just plug in, and it's all it feels very technical and short and sort of aimed at less attention spans, you know, like shorter attention spans. Mm-hmm. Whereas we're talking about books, it's like you're investing the time that you know that I like I would love to be able to come to somebody and say I like this book and obviously I invested a lot of time in reading it and then to have that shared experience of you know somebody coming back and say well if you like that then invest your time in this and I'm gonna invest the time mm-hmm. it takes to even just give you a recommendation like I just love it I think that it's so important Oh, thanks. It, yeah, it does feel like a really big responsibility because it's not like recommending a song or something where you can listen to it for three minutes and then be like, yeah, no, I didn't really like that. Um, and I actually, I love it when people give feedback and when sometimes people are like, yeah, you totally missed the mark with this. Like, that's really good for us and for and good yeah, for us. Yeah. Too. Helpful. yeah. Well, yeah. I think this, the, the difference with books compared to songs, and, and this is true about why it's better with the human versus just whatever Amazon populates when you look at you know a particular book on amazon is that it's often or i think our taste as readers is not is not so easily narrowed down because like you know i love literary fiction i also love crime fiction Mm -hmm. i also love comedy i also love this and this and this and and i don't really have a hierarchy for any of those things and even if you just looked at my buying history it wouldn't tell you exactly what my taste is and so that's why having a human being who can make that sort of that leap of um you know something emotional that's not maybe not even in the book you know it's something that you as a human being gwen have felt from reading it and therefore you think i might feel that same thing Mm -hmm. um which is i mean that's that's like that's what separates us from robots you know (laughs) empathy basically and i love you know yeah and i I love the system you're describing and because it seems like you can also recommend off things people didn't like or aspects of things people didn't like. So Mm -hmm. if you said, for example, like the Da Vinci Code is such a great example because the subject matter is awesome and the writing is ridiculous. So (laughs) if you said, and that's, (laughs) if you like one of those two things and hate the other, which I'm sure is a ton of people who read it, you know, that's. Yeah. two entirely different paths so that's really cool because sometimes when i feel like i say to someone like you know i read gone girl and i kind of liked it i feel like kind of ashamed because i'm not like parsing out what i know was bad about it and what i know was good about it but it, to be able to basically go to like book confessional and be like okay right. here was my full experience of this help me <laughs> help me find something better is yeah. that's so it's amazing awesome. it's it's so yeah. funny that you bring that up because we talk about this all the time. People have so much shame about their reading choices and yeah. it's so crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Like it's books. Books are great. All books, every book their reader is like this sort of very basic principle of library science. Like it's totally okay. And it, but it's, I find it amazing. People are always apologizing. Like, 
I really like romance novels and I just really can't tell you about it. And you're like, oh my gosh, it's great. It's wonderful. Tell me all about the romance novels that you love. Like, it's well, totally hey, people fine. do have terrible genre biases, biases, which I am not on board with at all. But there have been yeah. some books that we've hated, so we don't totally oh, yeah. agree on that. Topic. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the hey. genre thing is amazing. Like, I ha- I, you must get tons of people who are like, I like fantasy or especially romance. We're going to do a romance novel next, by the way, so. Yes, oh, we are. Really? Remember this. Yes. Romance. Yes. Oh, you sound really excited. Gwen, hey, Gwen, can you can you just back up for one second? And so I have no idea what a master's degree in library science entails. Like, wh- what are the classes? What are you writing papers on? Um. So, oh my God, this is such a hard question. So I went to Syracuse. Um. It was a very interesting program. There's quite a bit of focus these days in a lot of library schools, including Syracuse, on information literacy and digital stuff. So there were a lot of things about kind of, like, I had to take a class about telecommunications. I had to take a class about um, how to answer reference questions. There was a class about cataloging. Um, but oh, wow. library schools are like wildly different. And also I can say, and, and I don't mean any offense by this, 99% of what I learned there is not relevant to my current job. <laughs> <laughs> Where you're um, working at the, the, at the gem of the American library system. Right. I mean, I think, I think it's tricky. I, to be fair to library schools, it's tricky because they're in an, a moment. I think that is very, people don't really understand what libraries do today. And that's tough. And libraries do a lot of things and they're a social services agency to a lot of people. And they do, mm-hmm. they really do a lot of things that are sort of hard to sum up and put into a educational framework, I think. Um, and so they do, I did have a couple of really great classes. One was that Nancy Pearl class. Um, and one was, mm-hmm. I'm going to see how many times I can say Nancy Pearl during this podcast. Nancy <laughs> Pearl, Nancy Pearl. Uh, one, you know, there's a sort of like new directions in public libraries class that talks about, you know, mm-hmm. challenges that public librarians face. And there's like an academic libraries class and something about marketing. Like it's kind of just trying cool. to give you, I think, a really general overview of what the field looks like right now. Um, Let me ask also... you, a... oh, go ahead. can I ask you a secondary question related to library science? Sure. Do you feel like with your degree in library science and your work experience that you could assist the police in solving crimes in New York City. It's <laughs> not a casual question. Are you going to say, is there a reason that you're asking this? Well, I yes. asked for two reasons. One, um, possibly for a reality show. No, not a re- where Todd, you, we're, I've already be set either up or. pitches at AMC. Todd and I are going in next week. we got to pitch a TV show, Todd. We can sell, this, I'm in telling you, we can sell, we can this, sell this in a heartbeat. heartbeat. You are awesome. the New York public librarian. And you are assisting the cops in solving crimes, or you're just taking on mysteries and solving the mysteries yourself because you are the New York public librarian. Yeah. I, you know what? Yeah. I actually, I'm going to say yes to that question. Yes. There are, there are librarians who, I am not one of them, but there are people who are expert at reference are basically amazing superheroes who are who like know things about how to use what I'm that you've saying. never thought of and databases that like you've and never you thought about and you know all the books so okay so just <laughs> go with me for just a minute you're in a room there's a guy probably a, a rapist murderer killer pedophile whatever and he says some shit and you're like wait a minute where do I know that thing and then cut to the inside of your brain <laughs> 
flipping and through it's thousands filing of through books, all, right? Like thousands <laughs> of books. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Boom. And then it's just this arcane volume that you saw in a library in Boise in 1994 when you you'd been abducted as a kid and you were Of course. I mean, course. that's just just a little thing I just added, Ryder. So yeah, I'll run with it. <laughs> write it in. Yeah. <laughs> but you were abducted as a kid, and so you spent a lot of your time in the library because it was the only place where no one would ask you questions. Right. Oh, because oh, um, oh, wow. you have to be quiet. Oh, this is all coming together. So <laughs> you remember this volume of parapsychology or whatever, and you're like, what he's saying is true. He's not the pedophile rapist, whatever. He is... That's true. That's a fact about ghosts in London. Blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah. I'm just All saying. All those facts about ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to crack the case. Ghost facts. I'm telling you, Gwen, Ryder and I could write this in a tonight. Heartbeat. We could sell this in a heart. I so mean, I isn't think... Castle basically this plot? Like, Castle, he's a it's, novelist it's Castle. who joins right. up, right? Which is Murder, There's... She Wrote, yeah. which is all of these shows. Right. It's like, there's somewhere between, yeah. like, mystery fandom, book learnedness, and solving crimes. I just think it's we, perfect. We could have this as a Hallmark, um, like, holiday movie to start with, just to launch, like, as a pilot. Mm-hmm. That's oh good. my god! I like that, that is good. There, well, there is that action series with. Oh my god! What's that guy's name from ER? Who was like the cute doctor? Noah, Noah Wiley. Wiley. Is that a person? Yeah, yeah. Noah Wiley. <laughs> There's a series called The Librarians where he's like a he's like an action star. Do you oh, know about shit. this? Oh, you guys no. got scooped. It's, 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 it's totally exists? different than what you're saying, though. Oh. No, no, it's, it's like in Indiana the future. Jones. <laughs> the librarians in the future, I think. And it's like it's like Indiana Jones, right? Yeah, you know what we'd call yeah. it? We'd base it. We'd, pay, we'd base it vaguely off of Nancy Pearl's life, and we'd call it the Pearl of Wisdom. <gasps> Just Pearl of Wisdom, yeah. no that. Pearl of Wisdom. Like Pearl of Wisdom. Pearl of wisdom. I, also, do you know you, what would make it cooler is if it it wasn't just like flipping through books it was like flipping through the entire internet like because there's yes. so much like online stuff now that it's totally not just books it's like they would have to know all these like databases and whatever and whatever but you'd, yes. have, you'd also have to get a card catalog in there so that you could see somebody like pawing through a card catalog because everyone loves looking at card catalogs yes like, card catalogs so oh exciting. god Tucker's yeah. gonna have to cut oh, all this out wait. because this they're be really gonna pitch it do you know how to fight awesome. at all <laughs> Yes, I do. I'm a really, really good fighter. But, oh, um, you know, no, your it, own it background been... as a former Washington, D.C. <gasps> political journalist. Oh, my God. Oh my God. Oh, because, 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 then, oh. because her ethics were too high. She couldn't handle the government anymore, right? Like, yes. It's like, it, it, that's yes. the moral core, is that she turned her back on right. the corruption of the system, and she's right. now got a, yes. she's out for justice, because the system doesn't But she do also, it. she... She knows all the players. Like, she knows the FBI, she knows the CIA, she knows the senators. But we do need, so, we do need, okay, so we need her Brad Pitt to this, to her Morgan Freeman, right? Because she's, right. she's the, like, the book learned, but there should be, like, the brash, like, never does anything by the book, which also could be a good title, by the book. Right. Um, by the books, maybe. But, yeah. Oh, by the oh, book is not the bad. the rogue librarian. It, you know... Truly, it shouldn't be me, but there are definitely, like, like crazy in-depth information specialists who can, like, call up every fact about Moby Dick or whatever in, like, one moment. It's really kind of amazing. So, yeah, 
I don't. I'm not sure I'm gonna take my star turn here, but I could recommend some people. Oh, Gwen! If you want a behind-the-scenes so consultant, I'll, I'm your woman. Gwen, you're, how do you feel about moving to LA and being a consultant? Yeah, consulting producer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, consulting Can producer. Can I do it virtually? Can I do it from? from yeah, I mean, it's 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 pay or play. You're gonna get 1,400 an episode, whether or not you're on set or not. Yeah. Oh, wow. okay, great! That sounds like that sounds perfect. I can't wait. <laughs> okay, wow, this. This I is really great. Right. Right. I like the turn this is taking. Right. I'm going to have uh, my agent Judy call I your know. agent. Well, you, and, said, uh, you said that in like one line. The second we heard about you, Gwen, your existence and your job, it was like, that's exactly what Todd did. He sent like a one sentence email. Oh, uh, that's also an amazing TV show. And I was like, <laughs> I, and I almost responded like, yeah, as a joke. And I was like, I actually can't respond because I think it is an amazing TV show. Like, yeah, I didn't actually talk about that. You know what, Ryder? This is a vehicle for Alex to have her own starring it show. It kind of is, right? Oh my god. It is. It is. Awesome. Holy shit. Right, we're gonna keep I can be her like personal consultant. That's yeah. perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> wow. Well, okay. we, cha- we just changed your life. This is like an Great. Oprah episode over here. <laughs> I know. Oh my god. This is amazing. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Your agent can call my agent, who's my dog. Perfect. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ha 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 ha!